heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. Here we are, believe it or not, like, I guess it's the second week and third weekend in January already, Sam. And uh, yeah. it's it's coming at us fast. But interestingly, oh, no. we usually have a lot of fun on this show, but as I look at tonight's topic, or I should say tonight, I should say this afternoon's topic. You know, you just kind of go, oh my goodness, this is sort of like a dark hole we may have to crawl in a little bit in order to get back out of. But the topic for tonight is, or for today, is hopelessness. Yeah. And yeah, so, it is. And it's, it's, it's one of those that you just don't go, woo, hopelessness. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, I can just hardly wait to go into this dark hole. But as Brian was pointing out to us as we were preparing for this, you know, we got to be really sensitive to, you know, a lot of folks this time of year, they come off the holidays and all that's going on. And, and you find this like, you know, it's the, the days are darker. We don't have as much light, which actually affects everybody's spirit to some extent. And here we are. And a lot of times if we just, downplay that brian we can really trample on somebody's heart yeah i was thinking about why didn't we call the show hope <laughs> because quite honestly you know i'm a pretty positive person I, I feel like i have a lot of hope um i don't know where that comes from but um you know i would just encourage everybody to realize that um even if you do have a lot of hope there's still times where you need to um grieve what's going on and be with whoever it is that's that is hopeless, and not dismiss their feelings, but actually uh, grieve with them and and show them a hope that is beyond themselves. Right, right. It's it's not making light of the situation. Actually, going in there with compassion and trying to understand it. So, we want to give you a little hopelessness. <laughs> Share the wealth. <laughs> This morning, or this, I'll get what time of day it is, Keith. I've really got my producer laughing in there because I don't know what the time of day is. But anyway, we have Nick, and how would you say his last name, Sam? Uh, I would ask Jim. Jim really knows how to say it. Boychich, or close enough. Boychich. Boychich. Thank you. Right, and if if you're familiar, we've used a lot of clips with him in the past because he was the star of the Butterfly Circus. But he was born without any limbs, so he has no arms and legs, which is a pretty hopeless place to be if you happen to be Nick. And uh, I guess part of the reason I'm having a struggle <laughs> with the time of day is I keep thinking about Nick coming at night, and so never mind. <laughs> but anyway, here's Nick's description of himself and a little bit of, of what he faced from a standpoint of hopelessness as a young man, if you can only imagine. Guys, my name is Nick Vujicic. I was born in Australia in 1982, moved from Australia to California in the year 2006. Um, you know, people always ask me, you know, what happened to you and, and how did you overcome uh, what you've been through? I've met bankers, 
and I've also met orphans. We're all looking for something. We're all looking for hope. Hope you can't just have just because you were born with hope. No, we're born with pain. We're born and live through difficulties. And in our life, my parents always taught me that even though we don't know why I was born this way, that we have a choice. Either to be angry for what we don't have or be thankful for what we do have. The greatest thing is love. When we feel like we don't have enough love and we don't have enough hope, we start losing strength to live. Think of the three biggest discouragers in your life. They're not your biggest discouragers. You are. You are. It only takes three seconds for me to tell you something discouraging. But then you may never forget my words. I've met so many who still remember what their fathers told them that they wish they never heard. Words are powerful. When you hear those words, and then your mind starts growing with these lies. Nick, you're not good enough. Nick, just give up. Nick, you're never going to get a job. You won't get married. You can't even hold your wife's hand. What kind of a father are you going to be if you can't even pick up your kids when they're crying? You're alone. Sure, your parents hug you, but their hugs can't heal you. Just give up. Yeah, can you imagine? What kind of father would you be? You could never pick up your child. You could never play basketball with him. You know, and, and, and things that he would have faced in his situation really are beyond anything I can even begin to comprehend, Sam. You know, it really is. And you sit back and you look at somebody's story like Nick's and you say, okay, I can, I can see where you know, hopelessness can get a hold of him. You know, but isn't that the same way in our story from time to time? You know, people say things to us that echo in our head, those old tapes, those those messages of the past. They're sometimes, you know, hard to walk away from. And, you know, the enemy knows that. The enemy knows how to play those tapes at right the exact moment that's going to have the maximum effect. You know, and, you know, yeah, Nick had the physical deformities, and I can't imagine not deformities, the, the the loss of limbs, that they weren't there, right? And but but yet, you know, the attack on us is every bit as much uh relevant to our situation. And Rodney, we have with us here in the studio today, and when when you roll around this topic in your head and and Nick and his situation, you know, what kind of jumps out at you? Just the fact that we all just like think just what Sam was saying. We all have our own place that the enemy knows to take us, and that we have our own hopelessness that comes and goes. Um, <clears throat> you see it in other people, you people you know, your family members. You know who is in Christ, who is not. And do you see a who do you see in them? Do you see a systemic, desperate person? that everything's always kind of negative and down, or do you see people that, yeah, they're down for a little bit, they talk about something negative, but overall they're positive. People in Christ are just so much more positive more often. Yes, we all have our dark places, and it's horrible when the enemy takes us there, but there's a way out, and we we lose our way. We find it back to him when we're really true believers and we can trust in him, and 
it's just such such a strength in my life that when you get back to that point where you know who your father is and you think about your father and you trust in your father, it's like, okay, it's going to be all right. I don't have to be in this desperate place anymore. It just feels good to go back home kind of thing. Yeah, and we had the privilege right at the end of the year on Kingdom Pursuits, which isn't Masculine Journey, but it's a show that comes on right before that, of having John Eldridge on with his new book, The Restoration Year. And I asked him right at the end of the show what was his snippet that he was really excited that people would be able to hear. And what he actually said was the loss of hope, which I believe he was talking about actually the entry for yesterday, which is January 11th, where it's says your ultimate hope and it says from psalms 6 verses 3 and 4 my soul is in deep anguish how long lord how long turn lord deliver me save me because of your unfailing love when your casual hopes are suddenly in question they elicit worry but nothing more precious hopes in question can usher in fear and anxiety but our ultimate hopes lie deepest in the deepest parts of our soul our life and our death hopes. When the ultimate hope suddenly seems uncertain, they can shake the soul to its core. I would suggest that the only thing that belongs in the category of ultimate hopes are those things that will destroy your heart and soul if they're not fulfilled. I hope God can forgive me. I hope somehow my mistakes can be redeemed. I hope I will see you again. And I'll be forthright with you, a very few things deserve the place in your heart made for the ultimate hopes because when an ultimate hope goes unanswered, the result is devastation from which you will feel you will never recover. It's easy to let your heart go wandering, but aligning your heart to what matters most, your first hope, the hope in the renewal of all things, you can overcome. And, and Sam, this really speaks to the devastation of the level of suicide, even in Winston-Salem, which I just found out over the weekend, that Winston-Salem ranks in the top five of um, teenage young girl suicide attempts. You know, it really does. You know, and when John talked about it last week, Robbie, and, you know, talked about the, you know, the escalation, the continued ex- escalation of suicides of Americans, you know, that it just continues to get worse and worse, and the, and the root core of that is hopelessness. You know, and, and I I do agree that as Christians... We should see that there's hope. We should see that there's a light. We should see that there's a way, a path, you know, all those things. But we're not immune to it if we're not careful and we're not walking in him. The enemy can get us there. I mean, I know of unfortunate Christians that have committed suicide, others that have, you know, thought about it. And, you know, that's in my past. There was a point in my past, Robbie, that the enemy, as a Christian— the enemy had me so turning over over one of these hopes that was just devastating for me. You know, it was almost just trying to figure out how I was going to do it, not whether I was going to do it or not. And fortunately, you know, God had a, a, a doctor for me that stepped in, got me some medication I needed to get me to a place <clears throat> mentally to where I could really find that, that hope in Christ again. You know, and find that healing and that path and that way out. But, you know, none of us are immune to it if we're not walking with him intimately. Right. And the cool thing is that actually in First Thessalonians chapter 5, 
we're given that this helmet of salvation is actually the helmet of the hope of salvation. In William Gurnall's book, The Christian in Full Armor, he points out that the helmet of salvation is the helmet of the hope of salvation. And, and so it is that hope that makes you so hard-headed <laughs> that you're able to, you know, withstand these blows, which, of course, you know, you got the shield of faith that comes over all that. But that hope of salvation actually is your helmet. And, and it was the hope of salvation that Christ himself wore on the cross that allowed him to take on all that he did. And so we got a lot of hope. The That's helmet it. protects your head. Right. So That's what we need to do. We're going to talk about the boot camp coming up March 20. Is it 4th through the 27th? Go to masculinejourneyradio.org. we got another whole hopeful segment coming your way. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. What a gift. $199 Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. taking from hopelessness to hope <laughs> today on the masculine journey jim good i'm tired of sighing <laughs> the the hopefulness really comes out of a trust in god i mean losing being hopeless is not trusting god and uh i when you're talking about suicide and i shared this during our time beforehand I, I really don't believe anyone has never considered it as a possibility. I mean, no one, very few people have taken action toward that, but it happens to all of us. And mine was while I was in divinity school. And people say, oh, well, you know, you're studying God's Word. You're full of joy. I was pretty much joyless and hopeless. But the hope was in knowing. And as you, we talked about the shield, it's the hope of salvation. I mean, that once we're we are saved, and once we're in heaven, there's not going to be any despair, any hopelessness. But we have to hold on to that hope of our salvation in Christ, and trust it. Trust God that that's happening, and that goes through all of the circumstances of life. Well, we have another clip 
for you. It's from the Lion King. And at this point, Simba had lost hope on who he was in his identity. And uh, Rafiki, who was played by Robert Goumet, I glue, I'm trying to say his name, <laughs> last last name is about the same way. But I interviewed him one time uh, on, that he was doing another movie, and he told me that Rafiki, although I think he said he only got paid $900 to play Rafiki, <laughs> <laughs> but he said that it was his favorite role of all the different roles he played in his entire career. So here we can listen to him a little bit. Oh, sure do. You're Mufasa's boy. Bye. Hey, wait. You knew my father? Correction. I know your father. I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. Nope. Wrong again. <laughs> He's alive. And I'll show him to you. You follow old Rafiki. He knows the way. Come on. Stop. That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you. Sam, every time I hear that clip, it's just remarkable. That first line, really, that Rafiki says, correction, I know your father. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and, and, and it was like Jesus actually corrected the Pharisees. Is like, you don't understand the kingdom of God. You, don't, you, you know that Abraham is and Isaac is and, and these things are and that is the helmet of salvation. And William Gurnall actually even said that it's the ultimate slap in God's face is despair. Not thinking he will come through, not thinking. And so interestingly, as I, as I listened to that clip, I couldn't help but think, is my hope in me or is my hope in my father in me? <laughs> you know, it, it, that ultimately the hope is in what Christ is going to do in me, not what I do in Christ, right? Yeah, it's you know, his reflection are you looking for? 
you know, if I'm looking for the reflection of Christ, if I'm looking for the reflection of that, there is a lot more to be hopeful for. If I'm looking of my ability, you know, the, the things that I'm certain of, well, it's definitely a whole different list. Um, you know, I, I've been just really still pondering some of the stuff we talked about before the show where Jim talked about the seven deadly sins. And, you know, I'd love for, to hear him touch on that because it was just an amazing, eye-opening experience of what he talked about with uh, slothfulness. Yeah, the word sloth really doesn't represent it well in English. Uh, acedia is a better word that nobody knows, and it really is the opposite of joy and hope. It's the, I don't even care that I don't care. It's a play. It's a spiritual place where, and and these are. This is historically a position that is taken by religious people. It's not. I don't know God. It's I know God and I don't care anymore. And it is a place that we all touch on from time to time. And it is occasionally the 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 sin I struggle with most. Now, fortunately, it hadn't been as much lately because I haven't done as many stupid things to take me to that point of despair or not caring. And uh, the acedia, look it up, A-C-E-D-I-A, and read about it because it is very intriguing. And when I discovered that not too many years ago, it struck home with me that that's where I've been when I haven't relied on God. And so we would be remiss if we didn't play a little more from Nick, and I won't attempt his last name, as we get kind of on the other side of what happened when he left the slothful thoughts of I'm not going to be able to and began to trust God. Whatever you want, it's not enough until you find the truth. I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. There's a greater purpose for my life. I am here for a reason. Sure, I didn't get a miracle. Yeah, I believe in a God who can do miracles, and I have a pair of shoes in my closet. Why? I've seen blind people seeing and deaf people hearing. That's fine if you don't believe me. I got it on camera. But I realized something. If God doesn't change my circumstance, He's going to use my life to be a miracle for someone else. When you don't get a miracle, you can still be a miracle for someone else. We're all looking for hope, aren't we? What are you looking for? Money, drugs, sex, alcohol, pornography, fame, fortune never satisfies. It's never enough. When you don't get a miracle, you can be a miracle for someone else. I am not a superhero. I go through ups and downs. So do you. But take one day at a time. And if you haven't found that peace of knowing who you are and why you're here, and where you're going when you're not here. For me, I want you to know that's how I've overcome. I don't have any walls. My book's called Life Without Limits, and what will be, will be. I've acted in a short film, 30 awards. I got Best Actor in a short film. I've done my own music video. I've written two books. First book, 30 languages, 800,000 copies. I'm 29, and we know a billion people know who I am. Not to bring up my pride or my name or my status. Trust me, I'm just like you. But I hope you are inspired to know that if I can dream big, then so can you.
There are no walls. Find your peace and you'll make your walls doors. Thank you so much. So Sam, you you brought that um, video up to us and, you know, making walls doors. And I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, you know, for me, it's a great video. It's 14 minutes long. You can go on YouTube and, and look it up. And if you look up Hopelessness, Nick will be one of the guys that comes up. And, and obviously he's easy to recognize because he describes himself. But, you know, one of the things that he said in there is it, that really just hits me every time I hear it is he has a pair of shoes in his closet. You know, and I wonder what my pair of shoes are. What is it that I believe in God that strongly? What is it that I have so much faith in my father that I'll keep in my closet? You know, because this guy has no feet. I mean, he has no reason for shoes. But he has that faith that strong. And, and you know, that's just got me in a place of pondering, a place of going back to Jesus and saying, Jesus, what are those shoes for me? What should those shoes be for me? It's interesting. Not that sure you, if that makes any sense. Oh, no, it makes perfect. <laughs> and interestingly, what Jim told me about the clip before, I, you know, I, and I just heard this from you, but he told me way earlier <laughs> that, you know, my favorite part of that clip is when he says, I got a pair of shoes in my closet. Yeah, that was the one thing. In fact, I, I teared up when I heard that the first time and came pretty close that time. Nick is, for me, one of those keys for getting out of that. Play, bad place of feeling sorry for myself, of the acedia, of whatever depression or whatever's bothering me. And, you know, people look at me as a pretty cheerful fella, and I usually am, but I get into those dark places. And when I do, I start thinking about, look at all the things I've been blessed with. And I'll think of somebody like Nick, who's so positive and has so much more that he could complain about, but he doesn't. And if anybody's complaining because Robbie doesn't know the time of day or the date of the boot camp, good news is I was instructed during the break that it's March 21st <laughs> through the 24th. It's coming up, wow, just in a couple months. And you wouldn't believe the hope that's going to be available there. You go to masculinejourneyradio.org and go register. It's only $199, but it is a game changer. It's a life changer. You know, it'd be a great thing to recommend for a friend that you see that's in that place of hopelessness. We would love to have them there. Again, MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Look forward to having a time with you next week. 